This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. Hi there, good to have you along on this podcast. And 50 years ago, a piece of musical magic was recorded by Mike Oldfield. I'm talking about the album Tubular Bells, and it's going to be performed this Friday night at Dubai Opera, live on stage with Robin Smith, who's a fabulous musician and longtime collaborator with Mike Oldfield himself. I had a wonderful conversation. I was in musical heaven and really enjoyed the chat. I'm sure you will as well. And don't forget, join me on on the night shift, of course, each and every weeknight, 8 through 10, here on Dubai I 103.8. You're listening to the UAE's number one talk radio station. This is The Night Shift with Mark Lloyd. On Dubai I 103.8. I'm absolutely honoured right now to have joining me uh, on Zoom uh, Robin Smith, who's going to be on that stage taking care of all the music and conducting the band. Robin, thank you so much for being with us on the show. How are you? Freezing cold here in England, but... Delighted to speak to you, Mark. Well, we'll sort that out. We can sort the temperature out for you here in Dubai. I mean, it's a, it's a marriage made in heaven. Tubular Bells being performed on the stage of Dubai Opera. I mean, how excited are you and uh, the musicians to come out and perform this for us? Oh, we're so excited. Uh, and that's, yeah, we're 50-50. Like, to perform in Dubai is going to be amazing. And it's such an adventure for us uh, to get out of the freezing cold is the other 50 percent no it's, it's it's always it's always such a pleasure to uh to perform this work and uh you're gonna love it it's I mean, it's an incredible piece of music anyway but uh oh just to bring it to new audiences is, is such an honor it's fantastic i mean tell me when you first heard it i mean it was released 1973 and um of course we're, we're, we've got our competition ongoing i'm not going to say which record label it was on <laughs> but it was a real groundbreaking piece of music yeah i know you know the answer tell me when you first <laughs> discovered tubular bells yeah i, I mean I, I was pretty young when it came out so um but it, you know it was such an iconic piece of music i was you know I, I was trained classically so to have this piece of music which in the midst of all kinds of stuff like you know pink floyd yeah uh you had other bands like emma slake and palmer you had all these kind of king crimson all this incredibly uh what they call prog, prog rock, rock really but it was yeah. just moving the boundaries of music and a lot you know fantastic things were happening in america as well with you know steve reich and philip glass so it was an amazing point in hit musical history when it came out and to have you know to have a piece of music that you know runs continuously for 50 minutes was pretty groundbreaking yeah, let yeah. alone in I mean, I mean, as you say, that that prog rock movement, I mean, I'm thinking Rick Wakeman as well and and the band Yes. Yeah, no, totally, absolutely. I mean, it it was such a a time to be in music. And, of course, a certain Mr. Branson, which I'm giving a little clue to our listeners, a certain uh, (laughs) Richard Branson obviously saw something in Mike Oldfield. Um, Just tell me about how it came about um, to be on this record label that we're talking about. Ah, uh, this one, what? The one that nobody knows about. Yeah. It, uh, extraordinary, really, because it's just all these things that happen. So, you know, Mike was working at um, at where it was, it was the manor house where 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 Richard lived. 
and there was a studio, a very famous studio called The Manor. But Mike was kind of there as a session musician. Mm-hmm. And he, for some reason, he just had all this time and he had his best mate and his the producer, Tom Newman. And they got together and they had all these kind of instruments. I mean, and I know he had... He had the, the nuggets of an idea, but it was just the nucleus of being in this place, having all these instruments sitting around. And it's, you know, this amazing sort of uh, uh, splurge of, of um, musical creativity came out. I mean, evidently, the, you know, the story of the tubular bells was the fact that, you know, they just happened to see a van come by that was delivering a set of tubular bells to, to the studio for somebody else. And he went... Oh, well, um, can I borrow those? Can I, uh, you know, are you? And he used, and that's kind of the way it was. But what you can't miss out on is the fact that Mike had this incredible, at uh, quite a young age, this kind of explosion yeah. of creativity, which, and that's what Tubular Bells is. It's amazing. What's it like to play as, as a musician as you are? I, I know I'm looking at your portfolio of who you've worked with. I mean, obviously, very <laughs> accomplished. Um, you know, what's it like to play? And, and just tell me about the lineup of musicians that you're going to bring to Dubai yeah. Opera. So, so, I mean, the one thing I do remember, it was really iconic in in broadcasting history actually i think it was the beginning of bbc2 in england which was this performance that mike did they wanted to perform it live he performed it with eight musicians and they all sat in like a semicircle and they as i say it's, it's quite remarkable to have a piece of music that's in the rock idiom yeah that, that move you know that you play without a gap um so it was a very famous broadcast in black and white uh and it's still you know, one of the major and historic performances ever. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm doing here. I've got eight un- incredible musicians. I've reimagined the whole album so that it fits kind of much more with what we're used to hearing now, much more kind of cinematic, much more oh, kind of like, like the scores of the films we hear and TV programmes we hear. So it's much bigger, but it's just it's exactly the same album. We eight musicians, we sit there and we perform it can say all the way through for 50 minutes like it's a as if it's a classical piece right and it's just incredible so the the audience come on the journey with us it's brilliant you mentioned cinematic there and I, that was going to be my next yeah, question yeah. cinema of course one of the reasons um not only is it a wonderful piece of music but it was used as the soundtrack to what was quite a controversial movie Back in those yeah. days, it was a horror film that, you know, got a lot of pretty bad press, really. People were running out the cinema. Absolutely. It was so scary. I'm talking about The Exorcist. But this piece of music yeah, of was used as, as the soundtrack. I mean, tell me the story there and how that got picked up. Yeah, I mean, that's amazing. I mean, it's really amazing. So, so Mike with Richard, I mean, if, if, let's be really honest. Richard Branson didn't know the first thing about the music industry. He just <laughs> okay. kind of was very enthusiastic. Yeah. I think that's what he'd been through throughout his whole career, just amazingly enthusiastic, and he exudes it. So he didn't know what to do with this album. In England, it was kind of like a bit of a, you know, kind of, a, you know, certain kinds of musicians mm. would listen to it. But it certainly never made it on the radio. Right. It really wasn't until they made this film in America the exorcist and they they used the intro in the movie and it became it kind of as an odd thing it became very very famous in america for that theme and it just it and it just 
it just influenced so many other film composers for years and years. You know, if you if you see Halloween or any of those films, it's basically the same piece of music <laughs> right, running yeah. over the top. It's so, extraordinary. Um, but the, the, so the amazing thing about Tubular Bells is it was an underground hit in the UK, big film hit in America. But even today, if you go to really, if you go to America and you say Tubular Bells, they kind of look at you sort of slightly blandly <laughs> blankly and, and until you go you know the one that's a theme to the exorcist and then oh. they go oh man yeah that yeah. so it's kind of got a, it's got two different permutations but it was you know the america america made it hugely successful it came back over the the atlantic to the to europe and it became one of the most successful albums of all time. Tell Certainly me, the most successful instrumental album. Yeah, tell me more about uh, Mr. Oldfield himself. I know you've collaborated with him, you've worked with him. You know, what's he like to work with as a musician? Yeah, it's extraordinary. I mean, he's, he's a really very delicate, creative force. Um, I met him when he asked me to put together Tubular Bells 2, which we performed yeah. at um, Edinburgh Castle, and, and we had a, you know, a working relationship. So... What he is, he's a very, you, he wouldn't, he's not, a, he's a reluctant hero. Let's put it that way. He doesn't mm. like to be right in the in the in the main line. He just loves music, and you know, just to be around him, he exudes this cr- incredible creativity. And uh, it's been an honour to work with him. And 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 he gave me permission to do this new version, and it just, it's just a thrill to keep the legacy of tubular bells going over the years yeah so you've got the blessing then of the man himself which is he's absolutely brilliant oh, I, did. Ju- I just want to find out a little <laughs> bit more about you you've collaborated with tony visconti mm. of course who was the legendary producer yeah. of david bowie um you've also worked with elaine page on the album stages and collaborations with james brown earth wind and fire and gladys knights wow um just, no, t- just tell me I've about a little bit about your career well, no, I'm just, I'm just really lucky. I came, I was given this amazing ability to sort of play in any style, so which has used me. So I, I went to Royal College of Music in in uh, in London. Yeah. But yeah. Because I can play jazz, I can play folk, I can play blues, whatever. It's enabled me to kind of shape shift my way through career. So okay, you know, meeting Tony, you know, I met Tony Visconti doing Thin. He was producing Thin Lizzy of all things, and it's just he happened to need a keyboard player, but then doing Elaine Page with him. And then one thing leads to another and that led mm. on to Andrea Bocelli and working and writing for Pavarotti. Yeah. I've done some amazing things. It, it, <laughs> even I can't quite believe it sometimes. Yeah, I mean, just incredible stuff. And we're so looking forward once again to uh, this uh, performance. It's happening this Friday, the 12th of January. Yeah. Pick out your tickets, DubaiOpera.com. Uh, once you've done this gig in Dubai, what's next for you? Uh, is, is there a lot more travel? Oh, Oh yeah, it's it's, a, it's like a dream come true. We're, we're, we in February and March we start with um, an extensive tour of all of Europe, all yeah. the way through Germany, France, uh, Spain, Scandinavia, and then we take a few months off. Then we go all the way around Australia. Then we come back to the UK again, and it's just you know honestly, it's, it's amazing that after fifty years, people still just love this work, and it means so much. And uh, what I love to do is re- reinvent it so that new audiences can hear it. So, mm. you know, like the parents will remember it and go and see it. But if they bring their children with it or their, you know, grandchildren, whatever, you know, it just keeps the legacy alive. It just doesn't stop. 
It doesn't, it doesn't stop. And good on you, um, Robin Smith, for keeping <laughs> that legacy alive of what is an absolutely seminal album turning 50, Tubular Bells. You can see it performed live at Dubai Opera January the 12th. Pick up your tickets, DubaiOpera.com. Robin, thank you so much for your time. And, um, absolute I'm, pleasure. See you very I'm soon. going to get to meet you when you uh, arrive in the city. <laughs> That's once again Tubular Bells in Dubai. This is Dubai I 103.8, the UAE's number one talk radio station. You've been listening to a Dubai I 103.8 podcast. To enjoy lots more from Dubai I in the United Arab Emirates, just go to DubaiI1038.com or find them wherever you normally get your podcasts.